Oh wait, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest, in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to this show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube at the Trophy Room Show. And if you like what you hear, please consider dropping us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. You can plop us a follow on Spotify or toss a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. So with all that said, and with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you, sir? I'm fine. Yeah. It's just it's just a fine day today. I feel like a lot of people are making me mad. <laughs> and I'm just in a very grumpy mood. Yeah. Is Twitter doing it? Is Twitter the culprit? Twitter, yeah. Twitter, Twitter's a big one. Yeah. And just some minor things that are probably just in my own head and beefing up the situations more than what they need to be. So yeah. kind of thing. But like I'm just very grumpy today. I don't I'm know a, why. Yeah, I'm a little grumpy too. Um, and it has to do with like people that don't want to review games that they're given. <laughs> I feel mm. like that is a, a a level of privilege that I have not seen in a while, and it's come again. Yeah, I mean, shout out to mo- you, Waypoint. Most most of my grumpiness is uh, towards like that Twitch leak. Oh, okay. I'm seeing like how how much all the top streamers make, and then mm-hmm. people are complaining like. How dare they make so much money? I'm like, well, what? Just, How dare they be the best at their uh, craft? Right? Like, yeah. I it just annoys me. It just annoys I me. I get it. People like saying like, oh, they're taking advantage of us, saying that we're friends or whatnot. Like, what? You clearly know what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't dude. understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That said, if you're listening to the show, you are a friend of us. Oh, okay. 100%. Right. Not blowing smoke. Now Not give us $1,000. <laughs> Kyle, I got a question for you. I was thinking about this while I was doom scrolling on Twitter. Yeah. What is the appropriate time to get nostalgic for something? Ooh. Before we get into the PlayStation, because I saw this on Twitter. Someone's like, oh, it's time to get nostalgic over Spider-Man PS4. And I'm like, is that too, that's too soon to be nostalgic. That's that's too soon. Like, to me, nostalgic is like 10 years back. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say like a decade. I yeah. think makes it feel a little bit more like if I'm thinking you, you look back with rose colored glasses on and whatnot, like yeah. Exactly. Like I'm thinking of like the perfect example is like the nineties for me. I'm like, I remember my Game Boy, that gets me nostalgic. I oh, remember yeah. my PSP from the two thousands. Nostalgia. But like Ghost of Tsushima I played two months ago. I'm not nostalgic over Ghost no. of Tsushima. That's two yeah, months no, ago. No, no, no. Like, I can't yeah. I can't even be nostalgic over Bloodborne. That I mean, well, God, is it going to be like six years? It's been a minute. Been I'll, a I'll get the days down in a second. But listen, <laughs> I got I, I, We got a lot to talk about here regarding PlayStation and Blue Point finally Ooh. comes Ooh. home, and with the arrival of Blue Point to the PlayStation Studios family comes rumors of their next project being. Bloodborne related. We're going to talk about how play trials hit the PlayStation 5, rumors of Sly Cooper coming back, Konami starting up Castlevania and Metal Gear Solid remakes and remasters, and of course, our hands-on review slash impressions of Far Cry 6 and Alan Wake 
for the PlayStation 5. But before we get into all of that, I want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. Now, I want to be transparent with everybody, Kyle, since you talked about this Twitch, you know, yes. uh, leak. We don't make millions or even thousands of dollars over at no. patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. Every cent that goes into this Patreon goes right back into the production of this show. It's the reason why we look so good. We sound so great. It's because of your generosity over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. I want to thank our newest members, Toxic at the Platinum Tier, and Dewane Raksha at our Silver Tier, and Mannix at the silver tier as well. I want to thank our platinum producers, Todd Burowitz and Too Soon. I want to thank our gold members, Brad Presnell, Nailed It, Gavin Gottfried, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master Red, Metal Kirby, and Robbie Bobby Miller himself. I want to thank our silver plus members, Hide Indoors, Nakajaka, Marcus O'Neill. Oh, it's just Ray, JB the Purple Monkey, Jadis Fall Metal, Tim Ulf, Justin Rodriguez, Awesome Dave, Cypher Primus, Captain Logan, Tom Roper, Brenton Zachary, uh, Eric Arrington and Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots. And as I said this, I almost forgot. Awesome Dave is a gold member now. He 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 upgraded. Thank you, Awesome Banger Dave. Banger of a choice, Dave. Ooh, don't get don't let the <laughs> remember I got the censor button now, Kyle. A yeah, but that power. works for you. That doesn't work for me. And you know what? Now that we have a lot more listeners <laughs> since last week's show, um, which was our most popular show hey. ever. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, I don't like the word banger. It's overused. I hate it. It's the worst. And I refuse to say it. Only in situations like this where I'm describing how much I loathe it. Um, it's just like a hipster word. And it's just like, it's just wear the flannel and say it. You know, I dare you. So, I, yeah, give me some flannel. I'll, I'll, whatever. I'm down. So, you know, the folks in this community like to test me and like to push my buttons. And now I have a button to push. So every time I say that word, I'm going to bleep it. I also want to give a But notice. you're still saying the word. Mm, no. It's like if a tree falls in the forest, does does it make a sound? Nope. Yes, it does. You're, it, it's happening. No one's here to hear it. <laughs> 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 I do have to give comment to a five-star review we got over in Australia, of all places. Ooh. Duke 15. The best of all the Dukes. At least 14 of them. He says, like, or sorry, they say, like the bleep machine, started listening to this podcast after <laughs> hearing it on Beyond. Love it so far. Also, they also great that they use a bleep machine so I can listen while my kids are around. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, um, Joe and I will find ways to circumvent the bleep mm -hmm. and still be. Raunchy. I get passionate. We're from New Jersey. Yeah. It's what we do. We go. Hey, Whoa. Oh. Don't, don't lump me into Jersey. Well, best state but, in the union. You said we're from Jersey. I'm from Long Island, New York. Tri-state. New York. Come on. Get out Long of here. Island is. New Jersey is nothing. I saw a very funny. New Jersey is nothing. <laughs> I Long saw a Island very has funny... some. Okay. Hey, listen, Long Island is like the 13th largest state if we were a state in terms <laughs> of population. Get out of here with that. But I saw a funny TikTok. They were like uh, outlining the states that they love and they start from like long island or from new york and they go around all the way around and then when it comes to jersey they just cut it out damn <laughs> i was like oh you got me tiktoker you got me i love it yeah, you know what we don't even need this union 
<laughs> we're out of here. We're starting our own thing. Oh, jeez. Hey. The new New Jersey. Yeah, the newest Jersey. <laughs> Forget that island in you know the UK and the old state that was right next to a garbage armpit. That is New York City. Yeah. <sighs> it Man. is what it is. How dare you. All right, Kyle. It's time to get into PlayStation. No more of this rivalry between New Jersey and New York. We all know who the winner is. It's New Jersey. So it's time to square up the news. First bit of news that needs to be squared up is from Jonathan Dornbush over at IGN. PlayStation officially acquires Bluepoint Games. Sony Interactive Entertainment has announced yet another studio acquisition, Bluepoint Games, the developers of the Shadow of the Colossus remake on PS4, and most recently, the PS5 remake of Demon's Souls. Bluepoint and PlayStation have worked closely together for years, but the news comes after the studio's latest successful release, as Sony confirmed Demon's Souls has sold more than 1.4 million copies since release. Quote, we are thrilled to have officially joined PlayStation Studios. Austin, Texas has been the home base for Bluepoint from when we first founded the studio back in 2006, and we're now a team of close to 70 super talented creatives and growing. While the studio has certainly grown over the past 15 years, our cultural beliefs have remained the same. To always push the envelope and create the highest quality games possible, all while having fun doing it. The focus on culture has been instrumental to our success, and we're excited that PlayStation Studios shares a similar culture and vision. PlayStation has such an iconic gaming catalog, and for us, there's been nothing better than to bring some of the gaming's masterpieces to new players. Becoming a part of PlayStation Studios empowers our team to raise the quality bar even further and create even more impactful experiences for the PlayStation community. Thanks to everyone who supported us throughout the years. We can't wait to bring you more amazing games in this next chapter for Bluepoint Games, end quote. Marco Thrush, president of Bluepoint Games. Now back to the article. Demon's Souls was only released last November, and while Bluepoint isn't officially announcing its next game, Thrush explained that studio that the studio is aiming to work on original content going forward. No exact details about what the original content Bluepoint is working on will be, so it remains unclear if it is a new game that is part of an existing IP or something new entirely. Last Herman Hulst Oh, last Herman Hulst, when asked the recent acquisitions, stated the following, quote, we are open always to building new relationships or bringing people in-house, but only if we adhere to the quality first mentality and the right kind of innovative content, new experiences, diverse experiences. Hulst added, we're not buying teams just to be bigger. We're only buying teams because we feel that together we're going to make something that is going to be even better than if we did it separate from one another, end quote. Uh, also goes, um, th this is a little excerpt out of PlayStation Lifestyle that quotes that um, th the day of um, Colin Moriarty, who is the host of Sacred Symbols, of PlayStation podcast, um, which listen to him after us. Okay, please. All right. You're here. Don't be rude. Um, he said the following that rumor has it Blue Point is going to be returning to Yarnum. And when people were looking at that original content, it doesn't say new IP. It doesn't even like rule out the, you know, remake. Maybe it does a little bit, but it doesn't say that they're not revisiting a, a certain game or series. It's just original content. So, okay, this gets me thinking. First and foremost, after what, the leak in June or July, Blue Points finally come home. So now that it's official, now that PlayStation's finally put a ring on it, I want to get too ahead of myself here, Kyle. What are your thoughts, man? How are you feeling about this acquisition? 
I feel so good. It feels good. <laughs> yeah. it, go- it goes along with what I've said on the show before that PlayStation buying studios, I want them to buy studios that have that lineage and history and and given us, the PlayStation community, a reason to love that studio and love what they make kind mm-hmm. of thing. So when host in the when herman said it in the, this last uh, sentence that i wrote where we're only buying teams because we feel that together we're going to make something that's even better mm-hmm. than if we did it separate like that's that's cool man that's awesome that's kind of what i want uh from buying studios up as far as blue point making something original like original content wise i'm all for it blue point is clearly a talented studio Whatever they make is going to be outstanding. Um, like you said, it was interesting. They didn't say new IP. They just said original content. So, yeah, are they just doing a sequel to a Bloodborne? Or are they doing, like, a full-fledged sequel to, like, Legend of Dragoon? Because that was a one-off. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of possibilities there. Mm-hmm. And I'm very eager to know what it is. Um, I know you obviously want a Bloodborne too. Like, God, that no. first... Yeah, because Joe's well, got to get everything he wants. Kyle can't have one thing. That's right. <laughs> that's I right. I told you I was grumpy today. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's that one thing, Kyle? What like is it a Legend of Dragoon? That's your yeah, one thing you want. In, in the in the rumors of Blue Point remake of the the second remake uh, that was in that vague tweet that they put up, they hinted at Legend of Dragoon, and that is that is the remake I would want most from mm. them. Um. Because I think that RPG is so underrated, and it's locked on PS One. That is the only place you can really yeah. play it. So I hope it get. I hope it gets some love. I mean, that would be such a challenge, right? Because Blue Point, I think the furthest they've gone back, if I'm not mistaken, they did like the HD collection for Metal Gear, but like a full blown remake to a PS One game. I think, like, yeah, I think of the Ico collection for from them, uh, which covers. PS2. Ico, which is PS2, and Shadow Colossus, yeah. which is PS2. And so, the like, Uncharted trilogy, that was all PS3. So yeah, mm-hmm. that would be the farthest back. I think anyone... No, that's not true. Um, no, Crash. Could, yeah, and Crash yeah, and yeah, Spyro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like it can't be done, but I would be very interested to see how they pull it off. And of course, as you know, PlayStation fans that we are, and as hardcore as we are, we know the pedigree of Blue Points, and we have all faith in their capabilities and you're right <laughs> even this community was just like it's bloodborne give us bloodborne yeah. it's been 2388 days since the original bloodborne give us bloodborne so with that cloudside writes in just like you can too over at ps trophy room on twitter or the trophy room discord server and they write with blue point having proved their skills with demon souls and the rumor that they are working on a bloodborne project first thoughts would point to a remake but hearing it's an original content from from sorry could from soft have handed them the keys to the sequel Will Joe get his dream come true of a Bloodborne sequel? They go on to also mention that, yeah, this is this is without From, right? Like, this is out without Miyazaki. This is his child. And From Software openly talks about how Bloodborne is one of their favorite games that they have developed for. They love that franchise. I remember even talking about it on their show. They're just like, yeah, it's up to PlayStation. You know, they said they're up for it. But... Or, or up to making a sequel. But having Elden Ring 
come out in January of next year. And yes, it's kind of like a, yeah, we say we'd be interested in, but is it actually realistic? I want to go to you, Kyle, first and foremost. What do you, what do you think? Do you think from software handed blue point, the keys to the car and said, you could drive it. We have faith in you. It's very possible. Yeah. It's very possible. Uh, I don't know how From usually handles their their IP and their works with other people. I imagine they hold it pretty close to their vest. Um, close. So that would that would be interesting if they gave it off. I, I, I full faith in Bluepoint for pulling it off. I think yeah. they can do it. Um, I just don't know if From would want to do that, and. I, I think an, I, I think another thing that just popped Good in my point. head mm-hmm. as um, again someone not super familiar with the Soul series. True, there was I watched I, yeah I watched plenty of um, people talk about Demon Souls mm-hmm. when before the Blue Point remake came out, and they were talking about things that they wish they did, and they very clearly stuck with the original. Yeah, is there not? And correct me if I'm wrong out there, Joe or anyone in the comments. Mm-hmm. It, is there not a broken archstone that it was supposedly like a Bingo. secret area, whatever? Yes. Could that be the original content that they are making? Yes, that's what I actually think this is. Right, like either DLC or like another full fledged Demon Souls sub tier kind of thing. That is actually what I think. I don't think they're working on. I. I think they're working on Bloodborne, but yeah, more of a remake or remaster. Yeah. Just give us a 60 FPS patch. Sure. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to charge me 70, I don't care at this point. I'm <laughs> thirsty. I'm starving. But I do think when they talk about original content, there is a whole slab of like an expansion that could have been in Demon Souls that was cut out of the original game because they were just pressed for time. And that broken Arcstone, if I'm memory serves right, um, did serve as like that entry point. So, you know, there is also rumors of them working on a Miles Morales scale game. And that's what I'm thinking it is. I I think they're multiple projects is one's a Demon Souls and one is Bloodborne, whatever that is. Um, That said, does does that worry you, Joe, that if Bluepoint is now taking over the Souls like games for PlayStation exclusive IPs, per se? Does that worry you that from games are are might ha- might go elsewhere and not be on a PlayStation platform? No, I think they're pretty cemented here in the fact sure. of like we got Neo, we got that's fair Bloodborne. Wait, from is Neo is from? No, that's um oh. that's <sighs> Tecmo Koei, but like they are in the same vein. Uh, I forget yeah, what they yeah. call th- that genre. It's like masochistic souls. <laughs> they call it. But like, yeah, I think this genre is pretty embedded with the PlayStation brand and having a team that's like, yeah, this is all or not all we do. I want Blue Point to do more stuff yeah. than just this. Mm-hmm. But like, here's a team that's dedicated on making games like this. Cool. That's awesome. But the thing that does worry me, as all, all the other From Software fans will tell you, um Miyazaki plays a huge role in what makes these games tick. He's kind of like the Steve Jobs. He has these crazy ideas and then he tells people to do them and then they execute them perfectly. And that is that, that's without him it's like how how are you going to do this? Is it going to be one of those things where it's like I don't know. Um 
Rage 2, where it's like Avalanche Studios is making it, it's kind of overseeing it, and Bethesda's kind of paying them. Like, mm-hmm. is it that type of situation where Miyazaki is kind of not at the helm, but giving them advice on where they should go with the story or characters? I don't even know. Yeah. And that's the thing that does worry me. As much as this, all this news excites me, and I think Blue Point is awesome. We finally got it. All the all the studios we want home at PlayStation, we have them now, and that's great. There is that concern that if you're touching Bloodborne, you are touching a From Software game that is not inherently a PlayStation studio. That's their vision, and you're kind of working on it secondhand. How that's gonna really pay off, and if it can. Yeah. You know, we don't want it to turn into uh, the meme of mommy. I want Bloodborne. We have Bloodborne <laughs> at home and it's not clearly <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> we don't we don't want that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's such a great one. Yeah. It's like it's like we yeah, we have we have McDonald's at home. And it's like McDoyle's. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, TPR writes in, he says, with these Bloodborne rumors are going to make me die from exhaustion. I know. Just tell me it's happening. I swear. But with that said, what would you want Blue Point to sling at the Bloodborne IP besides 60 FPS patch? And again, this is where I'm apprehensive. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I like there's. Like, what do I want them to sling at it? A, 60 FPS would be great. 4K, that'd be great. Haptics, adaptive triggers, I've, that's all a given. Um, I'll I tell mean, you from my experience playing go and why it. I stopped multiple times. Yeah. I get lost. I, I don't know where I'm going half the time. That's the fun. Where I'm, is it, though? Yes. <laughs> I Not to me. Like, just, I'm not saying, like, a... <laughs> gigantic holographic arrow point the direction you're going but like something subtle like the ghost wind just tell me if i'm going in the right direction okay (laughs) i know i i can hear the the souls fans coming for me i get it i get it that's how the game is supposed to be played it just it frustrates me i get so nervous because this game is perfect to me and it's kind of like a last of us the last of us part two it's like how do you top something that is perfect you're not going to be able to please everybody because i think everybody's mentality when you're going for a sequel is it has to be better than the first it can't just be on its own so what do i want them to do from the bloodborne ip they still and as much as like they've done incredible remakes and remasters they got to prove to me that they can do this so i don't know per se but you need to show me yeah why you're the one so give me that remake polish it up uh put that 60 fps i'd love a 120 fps i got the tv for you let's go for it um you're you're asking too much there (laughs) you're right i should settle but no i i want to see what they're able to to do with it personally i i think like when we take a look at demon souls and how beautiful that game is and it's just a Mm -hmm. you know from the the side-by-sides of ps3 to ps5 versions is just stunning. It's still one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. That being said, remaking a PlayStation 4 game seems weird, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But for like, and I've seen some complaints of like, well, why can't you just go back into the older catalog? Why does it have to be Bloodborne? I would just say to argue because Bloodborne is so damn popular. Mm -hmm. It is just such a popular name within the genre and within PlayStation still. 
and that's why you you have to do it and you have to have a team doing it because yeah from from software is now too big for it i do think they have other projects that is beyond elden ring that are a multi-platform you know titles like i bet they're working on sekiro 2 right now or in the idea phase with activision in the west you know uh that said we got another uh message or, or question from toxic our newest patron uh they write the blue point acquisition is exciting curious to hear your thoughts on what genre of an original game you'd like to see from blue point do if it doesn't turn out to be a bloodborne sequel or remaster what would you like the, to see them do an original thing from blue point mm, man i'm trying to I'm trying to see like what kind of gaps do we have in the playstation lineup the mm-hmm. studio lineup because that that's kind of what i want to i want them to fill and part of me says an rpg okay um whether that is an action rpg or a even though those days are done of a turn-based <laughs> rpg where, right. where you're waiting or whatnot yeah i think an rpg would would be super cool for them and i think just because i've been in such a far cry move uh mood i would love to see what a first person shooter would look like from Blue yeah. Point. Yeah, they're all about that authenticity. So, like, are you going to give us a Western? Could you do like a Cold War era? Like, Ooh, let me see what you're yeah. able to to achieve there. And that's mm-hmm. something that's a gap that's missing from PlayStation as well. So, for sure, yeah. And to get out of the the, the genres that we are super familiar with, what would a strategy game look like from Blue Point? Oh, I don't know. That's right. That's right. Give me a Rise of Nations remaster. I believe I don't that, know what that is. It's a very old strategy game oh, from okay. the 90s. I think that I think that's actually even a Microsoft published game if I'm not mistaken. But it was fantastic. And then last but not least, you're going to have the sensor button ready right here. Awesome Dave writes in. Will we finally get a Bloodborne kart racing game? It's the most <laughs> spin-off imaginable. <laughs> It's not getting old. Uh, <laughs> I thought I, it would. <laughs> I hope we get it. Yeah. There, were, I, somebody made a Bloodborne Kart racer. I don't know if you ever yes. saw it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that'd be cool. I think I love two contrasting styles mm-hmm. uh, of just like gameplay wise, the very gothic horror nature that Bloodborne is, and just put them on carts and, <laughs> and pick up power ups and whatnot. Like, yeah, I'm down. Do and you know what? That got me thinking. Like. With Twisted Metal in the works, mm. you can have styled cars. You can have a oh. Bloodborne cart. You can have your God of War cart. You can have, you know, your Astro Bot cart. Ooh. Sky's the limit. Or, Kyle, you could have a Sly Cooper cart. Oh, we could. Because that's the next story on the list. Oh, is it? Oh, man. <laughs> oh. I knew that. Uh, Chandler went over a PS Lifestyle writes, uh, Rumor, Sly Cooper is indeed coming back. No word on if it will be as a PS5 game. Xbox era's Nick Baker, perhaps better known as a special underscore Nick. Stop right there. It's three weeks in a row, special Nick. Make a PlayStation podcast. You're going to do all these PlayStation rumors and stuff. I'm sick of it. Xbox yeah. era doing PlayStation news. Yeah. We'll right, just come on our show and break the PlayStation that, stuff. Well, no, he's you know in what? Australia. We'd have to wake up at like uh, five o'clock in the morning. We can do it. We can do it for Nick. Oh God, could we though? I love we sleep. Could. Yeah, but you know what? We can we can do it. It's like yeah. the thing I love right a little bit more than PlayStation is rest. Mm, we'll see. Okay, we'll see. 
Nick, you're on notice. You might be hearing from us. Yeah. It's uh, kind of like if we made an Xbox show within a PlayStation podcast called The Achievement Hall, mm. a podcast for the higher achievers. We would never do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Never. We would Give never. us 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick Baker, perhaps better known as special underscore Nick, has another PlayStation rumor for the pi- pipeline. This one involving the return of yet another of Sony's dormant franchises. According to Baker, who has allegedly heard it from at least two sources, Cy Cooper is, quote, indeed coming back, end quote. He leaves it at that with no additional details or updates, but says that he reconfirmed with his usual source for Sony leaks. Quote, hey, Sly fans, I guess some good news. My quote unquote normal Sony source was originally told by a newer source just confirmed to me that Sly is indeed coming back. That's it. That's all. Just an update since many of you still DM me to this day. Interestingly, recent rumors have also pointed to another Sucker Punch franchise making a comeback. Infamous. Baker was the same one who leaked its possible return, but so far Sony hasn't shown anything yet. It's also important to note that Baker does not provide any details on what Sly's return will entail. So even if he is right, it could simply be a line of products on the PlayStation Gear shop. Mm. Here's to hoping it's an actual game, which we all, which is all we can do until we hear. Madman Ben writes in. New to the show, would love to hear what you think of the Sly Cooper games. And how much you've completed them, Kyle, and I've let this known on the on the on the trophy room prior. I'm not a big Sly fan. It was always a series that I wanted to get into as a kid, but between Ratchet, Jack, and Sly, there wasn't enough allowance money to go around. So I picked Ratchet and Jack for for my mascot PlayStation Two games. So I picked. Sly Cooper back up during the summer months while everything was slowed on PlayStation Now, which is a goddamn great service. <laughs> All right, it's good. I don't, I don't like people just trashing it because it's not as good as uh, Game Pass. That said, I enjoyed my time with Sly One, but man, has that thing shown its age? Oof, Kyle, what say you? Where's your, where's your relationship with Sly? I love Sly. Yeah. Um I played through one and two back in the day, and I've I believe I played through them again on PS3 when there was that collection there. Um and then I played a little bit of Thieves in Time, the PS Vita version. Mm-hmm. Um never finished it, but like I always enjoy Sly because he moves differently than other platformers. How so? Well, he's uh he's a thief, so he's sneaky. Yeah. There's a lot of stealth involved. You have to stay out of the, the light and, and find your way around uh, the the overworld maps and the levels and pickpocket enemies to get keys and coins. And you have to be strategic about it. It's not just like, of course, there's making uh, impossible jumps and getting to secret places and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot more thought as to you sneaking around the map and making sure you pickpocket the right the enemies and yeah. whatnot. And the dynamic with Murray and oh, I forgot the turtle's name or the hippo's name one of the others um henry just just call him henry sure henry uh i enjoy their dynamic as well the Mm -hmm. team um yeah size great and i think this i mean i think we could have seen this coming because uh i have a sly funko pop that came out this year um the the sly van was in that weird commercial during the last uh playstation in ratchet and clank rift apart spoiler so like how I, i won't tell you 
he's coming. He he's been around. He's making more appearances. So I think yeah. they're laying the groundwork there, and as well as Infamous too. Like they completely trolled us during the Spider-Man Two trailer. The first right. thing we see is lightning hitting a pole. Come on, come on now, come on now. <laughs> I don't think Infamous is coming back. I hope they do. They got way too. They got Wolverine. They got Spider-Man. Oh, but the Infamous isn't uh, um, Insomniac. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like they have like their superhero game, oh, and Infamous I was see, like yeah. the closest thing to what Sony had back in the day. Yeah, to the superhero yeah, thing. Yeah. Okay, so Sly coming back is exciting for me. I liked how it did turn that formula on its head of like you know what? No, it's not about just whacking things with a staff, right? There's a little bit of combat here and there, but it's more about evading enemies and being sneaky and avoiding combat, which I really liked. And it really had some great ideas when it came to the platforming elements of that game. And so seeing it come back, or at least rumor to is exciting, but rumor has it, Kyle, from the rumor mill that this is not, this is not Sucker Punch making it. This is a uh, Bentley and Murray, by the way, are like it's, his buddy's names. Oh, okay. Thank you. But like rumor has it, this is not sucker punch. Does that make you a little sad? Mm. It doesn't make me an sad, Kyle. I got gross. No. Tsushima. Not really. <laughs> Cause yeah. Yeah. Like I, I don't think, I don't think slide needs to be made by sucker punch. Cause yeah. the thieves and pie time. I, Thieves and Pie. Oh, that's a completely <laughs> different spinoff game. Yeah. The Thieves in Time game was made by, I believe, Zen Zaru Games. Mm. Um, and they did a fine job with it. So, like, I, I don't think that is a thing where the main studio that created them has to make the remake kind right. of thing. Because I think other people understand what Sly is. And we're, we're now at that point where, like, kid, kids who grew up playing Sly are also now making games. So they understand... Yeah what a Sly game needs to be. Yeah, I think we also have to get off the idea that you're right, it has to be, because we say this every every week, you're like, well, David Jaffe's not making a Twisted Metal. Well, why does it have to be David Jaffe, right? You know, oh, Corey Barlog isn't making God of War Ragnarok. Why does it have to be Corey, right? So I think we do have to get away from, like, I guess, the prestige of certain people or studios when we're talking about games, because as long as the studio is competent and have the app vision, well, then you're going to see that product take off. Now, famous Seamus writes in, he asks if the slide series does come back, what changes would you like to see take advantage for the new next generate or new generation of consoles? This one's right for you, Kyle, since you are the big slide fan and I'm just Mm -hmm. a hashtag fake fan. What would you like to see? Um, I mean, first and foremost, I think the loading between levels that ratchet did this year with, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm like not into the Nexus. Oh my god, Rift Apart. <laughs> Rift Apart, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I went back a few years and said the PS3 <laughs> game. Um, I think that it's a game changer for platformers mm-hmm. and, and going in between levels. So that's huge. Um, and like I, I'm a broken record, I'm a simple man. Just make the sneaking around feel good in the in the dual sense. Yes. I think you could really make and like especially with like the pickpock, using the triggers, you have to press it very lightly to kind mm. of pick pick out the the things and whatnot i think there's a lot of things there you can do with like the dual sense and the sound and whatnot to really push it forward i don't think you really have to do a whole lot for a platformer of that 
that kind of ilk. Can I say something that's going to be very controversial? Go ahead. This can't be a $70 game. Why? Because I think in the same vein of like Crash and Spyro. Sure. Those collections did extremely well at $40. But then Mm -hmm. when you see Crash 4 come out, great game. You loved it, right? Yeah. But did not sell because that $60 price point scared off a lot of people. So I think if PlayStation has something like akin to, let's just say they they remake, you know, the trilogy, right, uh, or remaster or whatever, and they're just like, okay, here it is, fifty bucks. That's an attractive offer for a lot of people. For me as well. Yeah, for the trilogy for sure. Yeah. But I think a, a full fledged new entry, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's good, well worth full price i mean All ratchet right. and clank rift apart was full price you know what you're right as i say that i'm a big dumb dumb idiot you know what i can see it sir you need to stop being so hard on yourself no you know what i need to do i need to stop being so hard on platformers because yeah that's true that is that, that, that is a thing that i think you share with a lot of people online mm-hmm. you see a cute little platformers like oh that's for kids yes the bright colors you know it's a furry animal jumping around whatever that's a kid game yeah yeah, that that's a that's a that's a the a stereotypical thing that I wish kind of would like wash away. You're right. You know what? I'm gonna be better. Yeah, be better. No, uh, <laughs> enough with the stigma. I just also think Akina, and that yeah. was like a thirty dollar game, sure. six hours, a whole lot of fun platformer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, in the same vein, eh, maybe maybe go that route. Maybe it's a smaller experience. Like sure. to me, I would love to see the PlayStation Studios kind of embrace this idea of like. Not every game has to be 70 bucks. Some games could be free to play, like that Twisted Metal game. Some games like Kina are AA experiences. Um, they could be 30, 40 bucks. Some indie games could be 40, 50 bucks, depending on. And then you can have the premium, this is why you come to PlayStation games, like your Last of Us Part uh, 3 or whatever, at oh, your $70. Yeah. I know, right? Just <laughs> hearing that game heart- anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's that's what I'd like to see. It, not just PlayStation, but more developers and publishers do. It's more yeah. that scale, man. Yeah, for sure. That said, you know what I'd also like to see PlayStation do, and they're doing it. What? Introduce some free game trials. Whoa, Andy Robinson over at VGC writes: Sony has introduced free game trials to PlayStation Five. In an email sent to PS Five users on Friday, the platform holder announced that Death Stranding Director's Cut and Sackboy: A Big Adventure can now be downloaded for free and played for several hours. The game trials are available via the PlayStation Store until October twenty eighth, and the time limit begins when players begin their download. So those with faster connections will get more time with the game than others. Death Stranding Director's Cut can be played for six hours, and Sackboy. A big adventure can be played for five hours, according to Sony's marketing. The trials are only applicable to the PS5 versions of the games, and any DLC purchased during the free period will only be usable after expiration if users purchase the full game. Recent patents suggest that Sony may be planning to add PlayStation 5 games to its streaming service, PlayStation Now, which could potentially offer a smoother way for players to trial games in the future. A lot of people were, were poo-pooing this idea, and listen, it's not perfect. So close. We're, we're getting there. So close. Almost to a home run, but it's still a double, and I think that counts yeah. for something. Mm-hmm. I actually really like this idea, but it, yeah, it needs to be ironed out the, a bit. The download thing is bad. It's bad. That that doesn't make That's sense. That's real bad. Because so, uh, there, there are people who 
me included, downloads take a long time. <laughs> so you're saying a game will take like an hour and a half to download because mm-hmm. I know many people with their internet connections. That's what it is. Yeah, you're saying that's an hour and a half of gameplay that they don't get to play because it's just. I I don't I just don't understand how you can't start that clock the moment they boot up the game. Yeah. It makes me think that the system isn't that smart. And when I mean system, I mean like their online infrastructure isn't that advanced that it can't tell when you boot up a game, which wouldn't make sense. We got a Y2K situation. We got a Y2K. Oh, no, the zeros. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, God, another PSN blackout. So, yeah, (laughs) great analogy. To me, that's the weird thing. It's like once you start the download for real, that's odd. And then the other thing is like this is only available through the end of the month. Yeah. And then it's gone. Will it come back? Like, why isn't it just a forever thing? I don't uh, get it. The one unless thing- they're yeah, testing out like an added benefit to PS Plus. Yeah, that, I like think that repackaged thing with PS Now, maybe PS Plus together, and mm-hmm. the same thing with like that TV trial thing in in Poland. Like they're <laughs> they're testing things out. Yeah, to see if people take advantage of it, I guess. I guess so, and I think when it comes to like Dust Stranding, that's that's great. Uh, when it when also I hear the the people going, it's just demos. Why are people losing their mind? It's just a demo. It's like, yeah, this is awesome. It's the return of the demos. Excuse me, uh, person who's saying that. We're still in the middle of a global condition. Yes. And a lot of people have uh, their wallets are, are tighter than usual, right. uh, especially because unemployment has ended for many, including myself. <laughs> are, you so, are you talking about yourself there, uh, Yes, certainly am. <laughs> so it would be great if if a lot of these games, I have an yeah. option to try it out and see yeah. if I want to scrounge up old games and trade them mm-hmm. in in order to get the full thing. Like, this is a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's just not implemented the best way and the best way you can let them know is by just saying, Hey, this could be a little better. Right. And the one thing that I do like is like, yeah, some games have longer trials because they're bigger games and some games have shorter trials because they're not big experiences. It's the one problem with steam. The steam refund is like, I think, what is it? Two hours. If you don't like a game, it hurts a lot of indies out because a, a lot of indies are weird and Two, a lot of indies are short. So, like, mm-hmm. you'll play half or maybe even most of the game and you return the game. That hurts the indie developer's wallet. Yeah. So, having this system here, at least to test it, is awesome. And, I, yeah, I do consider this a, a, a little bit of a beta. So, I wanted to throw this out there because I really genuinely think this is an awesome idea. And I do think the evolution of it is throwing this on PlayStation now. Yeah. And... Yeah, for sure. And I think, um, I don't know if it's in the Flash news or whatnot, but like PS Now has got some really gigantic games that were added. Uh, Last of Us Part 2, like the headliner there. So they are adding bigger and better titles. Yeah. And so they are beefing it up. I don't know if that title is downloadable or not, or if Last of Us is streaming only. Uh, uh, we get to that when we prepare the drop for sure. Oh, okay. So like, they they are adding more to that service, and I can see this being as a way of tying it all together, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And and again, I you're starting to see them being being not forthcoming, but trying to build up the PlayStation Now service in more genuine ways, and I really dig it. So again, if this is that step to to do something rad like putting this on PlayStation now, go for it. I love it. Yeah. You know what's not rad though? <laughs> 
taking the PlayStation 3 and Vita stores down, then bringing them back up just to just kill how you actually purchase games uh, on the PS3 and Vita store. Oh, man. Just King kill of the, the stores. King of the segues tonight, Joe. Let me tell you. Cat oh. <laughs> Bailey over at IGN writes, PS3 and Vita PlayStation stores will soon drop support for credit cards and PayPal. Earlier this year, Sony's apparent decision to close the PlayStation 3 and Vita stores caused a fur among fans. Sony eventually reversed course, but it will soon be very difficult to purchase new games from the stores regardless. As spotted by Kotaku buried on a PlayStation support page is a notice that the PlayStation store on Vita and PS3 will soon no longer accept credit card or PayPal. That won't make the library completely inaccessible. It will still be possible to load up your wallet through devices like a desktop PC, but it will make it considerably more inconvenient. In order to purchase PS3 or Vita games on the PlayStation Store, you'll need to either purchase a gift card or use the wallet system via Sony's website. You can also use any funds that you add via your PS4 or PS5. Even now, it's not the easier task in the world to access the PlayStation Store on a Vita if you have two-factor authentication in uh, two-factor authentication enabled. You will have to go through a separate song and dance just to log in. Oh my God! Just kill it. <laughs> Going just, out of business. Everything's on sale. Just pull the plug on Nana. It's over. Game <laughs> over for the PlayStation yep. 3 Vita. And my grandma, apparently. Listen, Kyle. <sighs> what is this? What do you think this I, is? I'm shocked that they even gave us this few months of extra time. <laughs> I I think they could have been, yeah, we'll keep them over and open. And then two weeks later, you know what? Nah, we're closing it. We gave you an extra two weeks to get what you get. <laughs> yeah. uh, I it it stinks, but like this Sucks. is a this is a thing that we said was going to come. Yeah, like they weren't going to keep them open forever. And this isn't them just closing down; they're just making it harder and harder. Um, so there's 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 two two things. One, yeah, it's okay. making it harder for people to buy games. Yes. Also, two. And I think you said this uh, last night after we wrapped our Far Cry 6 review thing. Mm -hmm. This tells us that Sony is not comfortable with the security of these sites. Right. Uh, and and the inf being able to hold their information, uh, store your information safely uh, yes. on the Vita and PS3 side of things. So on those servers. Yeah. And I think that's something that we have to understand. And I think today of all days, as of recording, Twitch was the source code of Twitch was leaked out on 4chan. Okay. Yeah. And they told us what was the guy's name? Mike was, was going to handle all the bad stuff. <laughs> and <laughs> it leaked out anyway. Shout out Stats to Mike. Yeah. Shout out. Um, so, okay. That's definitely what this is. Oh, they, Mark. It was Mark. It was Mark. Mark was going to handle mm -hmm. the bad stuff mm -hmm. and he <laughs> dropped the ball today. And they, PlayStation doesn't want their Mark to drop the ball because you have now fewer and fewer engineers working on the PlayStation 3 and Vita stores, which means hackers are going to be able to find vulnerabilities in those stores easier, which means the credit cards that are tied to those accounts are, yes, then in jeopardy. So as much as this is an inconvenience, which CloudSide writes in with the PS3 and Vita stores closing, or, or sorry, soon losing credit card and PayPal support, how much of an inconvenience do you think it is? A major one for the few people that are still buying games on those stores but to me, it's like, think of the inconvenience if someone hacks your servers. You don't want another blackout situation. And honestly, 
in this day and age, it's inevitable. So you want to make sure it's as hard as possible. So that day is that judgment day is later on the clock, you know? Yeah. I, I don't think it's a gigantic inconvenience. Yeah. Cause there, there are still many ways to get to their store and buy the things like in here, it says you could also use any funds you add via PS4 or PS5. So like, go get a digital code at a store at GameStop or, or wherever, and then put those funds on your PS5 account. And then you can use those same funds as long as they're the same account on PS3 and Vita. So like, exactly. I think that's a lot of people's thing anyway, is what they do. That's kind of what I do. I usually stick to getting those cards and putting funds yep. on my account. whatnot. Um, I don't, I'm rolling with the dice. I turn my hey, PlayStation five on sleep. I learned my time. lesson. <laughs> I learned my lesson. As you can tell in the video, I don't know if it's in the shot. Uh, I have been trusting rest mode on my PS five. Yeah, that's right. So that's right. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, I, I think yes, it's a bummer, mm-hmm. but it's, it is an extra step, but it's not the end of the world yet. And again, how many people are using that story? And I, I get it. There's so people that are using the PS3 and Vita stories, but few and far between. I, I, I honestly think when that news came out that they were shutting down, the people that were going to use it bought everything up within that week. Yeah, I saw a lot of people like, yeah, I just paid 200 bucks for all these old you know, yeah. Vita games. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's it, listen, it's lousy, but I do see the reasoning behind it. And I think you're you're seeing what you're seeing as well on the background is PlayStation unifying the one storefront that truly matters now to them, which is the PS4 and PS5 storefront and having them, you know, sewn up together and having one giant ecosystem there so that they can throw all their effort into, you know, protection and development for that storefront. So, yeah, it sucks. It's weird. It's Sony being weird, but I don't think this is the end of the world. But Kyle, talking about things that have died and resurrected once again, the next story on the list is a doozy. Andy Robinson over at VGC writes, Konami is set to revive Metal Gear, Castlevania, and Silent Hill. Following a restructure to the company's game development divisions earlier this year, Konami is now focused on bringing back its biggest brands to the premium game space, VGC was told. The first of these titles will be a new Castlevania game, which sources described as a, quote, reimagining, unquote, of the series currently in development internally at Konami in Japan with support from local external studios. There's been much speculation that Demon Souls Studio Bluepoint could be working on a remake of Metal Gear Solid. However, VGC was told the series is actually being worked on by an external studio, Virtuous. Established in 2004, Virtuous is one of the largest game developers in the world and focuses on supporting the development of major AAA games or bringing existing games to new platforms. The new project is currently in early development and multiple sources suggest it would be centered around fan favorite entry Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater rather than the original MGS. Konami also intends to release remasters of the original Metal Gear Solid games for modern consoles. Boy, oh boy, Kyle, this question comes from the 85 Marauder that writes in asking, there are rumblings that Konami are starting developments of their big IPs, Metal Gear, Castlevania, Silent Hill. If it turns out to be true, are there any that you're looking forward to? Personally, I would really hope for a remake of Metal Gear Solid 3, which 
apparently, if the rumors are right, that support studio is making. So, Kyle, what what do you make of all this news? And what do you make of what or not make of what would you like to see out of this this development? Um looking past that it's Konami. Okay. Because they're the devil. Screw Konami. Yeah, did you um, see the e first off, before we get excited that these games are coming back, did you see the e football launch and how cataclysmic No, fa- I did not. Dude, look at some screenshots. Oh, okay. There was one person that was like one AI that was literally embedded into the the ground. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Some of the facial animations are like it's like uh I don't know, what's the guy Messi was just like turning into a vampire. Mid, uh, mid soccer match. It was, uh, yeah, no, no good. Mm-mm. Um, yeah. So besides the fact that it is Konami, I think it's super cool that these IPs are apparently coming back. Mm-hmm. They are staples in just the video game community as a whole, as yeah. franchises. So it's cool that they are no longer abandoned and gathering dust. Um, I hope that they turn out to be good. Uh, out of those three, uh, not don't have the history with Metal Gear. Yeah, don't have the history with Castlevania really or Silent Hill, but I would play any of them. Oh, okay. I'm I'm open to playing any of them. Silent Hill, I'm becoming more of a spooky boy this year. Um, <laughs> Castlevania, I always dug. Yeah. I love Castlevania. Just haven't played a lot of them. I played like the old school NES ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and Metal Gear, I've always been intrigued. I actually tried three Snake Eater. Did not dig it. I was 12 when I got that game. I was like, what is this? Too much. Yeah. It was like too many mechanics and I had to worry about eating and keeping Mm -hmm. my hunger up. And I was young. I was like, oh, I not fun. I don't think this is fun. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to see Castlevania the most out of all these. Everybody tells me, Joe, you love Bloodborne. You're going to love Castlevania. Joe, you need to go play Castlevania. Joe, this, that. I get it. And I actually, I, I will. When when things die down again. Yeah, you I better hear, buy those collections. I hear the collections are fantastic. So yeah. I'm going to give it a go, and I would like to see what like a reimagining of Castlevania would look like. Um, because, Can I yeah. tell you which one to start with? Yeah, please. Symphony of the Night. That's what everybody says. That's the one. Right? That Everybody says that's the best one. That's the one. What's Rondo of Blood? Is that the other one that's like really I, good? I, that's one I have not played. Okay. But I know there is that double collection yeah. uh, with the two of them. Here's the thing, Kyle. I don't trust Konami. And honestly, I would just want them to sell off the IP. Absolutely. I don't trust them as a developer or a, a publisher. And mm-hmm. I think this eSports or eFootball thing is definitely a sign of like their heart isn't in it. Their heart's in the money. And I think... Yeah. There has to be when it when it comes to making games, there has to be a balance between checkbook and vision. And I think Konami is literally all about the checkbook. And I mean, that's why the game's so hit. Yeah, we, we saw that with Metal Gear Survive. Exactly. That was clearly just a hey, we're gonna put Metal Gear on this title and people are gonna buy it. And that game from everything I've seen was hot garbage. <laughs> Dog turd, yes. <laughs> it was not great. <laughs> at Mm-mm. all <laughs> so yeah that that's what i want to see because like metal gear is like cool but it's kind of like that miyazaki situation right it's mm. kojima is metal gear miyazaki yes. is from software to me or yeah. it, you know he is souls he is Agreed. bloodborne so like you can't you can't have metal gear without 
Kojima and we've tried it and it's weird. So like Castlevania, maybe you could take that to another studio. Uh, Silent Hill, what is abandoned? <laughs> if it ain't, yeah. if it ain't yeah. Silent Hill, what is it? R- really? What is it? And mm-hmm. how could you drop the ball this hard? But like those two IP, I think are less anonymous with their, their creators. So they have the liberty of not being prejudged because with Metal Gear again, listen, as, as bad as survive was, it was, it was dead out the gate because Kojima was not attached to it. People prejudged the crap out of it. And I think that's one of the strongest contenders of when we say, you know, show them with your wallet. I think that game is a very strong contender mm-hmm. showing what that actually looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, Konami. <laughs> what a mess. Listen, it's time for flash news, and there is only one bit of flash news to get into it. There is a new Aloy statue. This comes from IGN. The Aloy statue was sculpted by Pure Arts, whose video game resume includes Assassin's Creed, Dark Souls, and Cyberpunk 2077. The statue is casted in poly resin and designed by a 1x6 scale measured roughly to 11 inches tall and 10 inches wide. Here's Dark Horse's official description of this Aloy statue. Wielding her iconic hunter bow and spear, Aloy is ready to restore order and balance to the universe. I'm sorry, I had to, to galaxy, whatever. I, I ruined it. I ruined it. To the world. the uh, <laughs> With every care and consideration put into the smallest detail, you can feel the movement, the flow of her hair and cloth down to the impending strike of her spear. Really don't know where that sentence was ending and thank God it ended where it did. Aloy is a limited 2000 piece uh, set and will be sold exclusively through Dark Horse's direct website. It is priced at $399.99 and expected to ship between July and September of 2022. And my address is P.O. Box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kyle, you're the, you're the funny one tonight. I love it. Listen, this statue looks dope. Oh, it is drop-dead gorgeous. It is one of the best video game statues I have ever seen. It, it is, captures Aloy perfectly. It is a bit of a bummer that it's not that big, though. It's like less than a ruler. Like, eh, But, I mean, that's still... So pretty big. Fair. Looks yeah. dope. Looks touch amazing. Touch detail. Like the one thing I told you was like the, her her pants, like the, the leather, like you see it embroidered. Like it's mm-hmm. nuts. Seeing also like the scarf thing that she's wearing, like all the fur, it's nuts. Touch of the detail is insane. Yeah. yeah. My address is six. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Horse. Hit us up. Let's do an unboxing. We each got to get one. That's right. So there only be 1998. Yeah. Pieces available. 1,998. Think about just it. Saying. Hey. Balls in your court. Hey, I'll look great on my Aloy shelf back there. I'm just saying. Look at She's behind me. You just can't see her. Just trust me. Okay. <laughs> Kyle, are you holding on to something? Yes. Prepare the drop. You are the latest deals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront and beyond. Last of Us Part 2 comes to PlayStation now. You could apparently... It's on the PlayStation blog. It's not download only. You can download it. PlayStation 5 owners who download the game onto their console can also download the PlayStation 5 performance patch. So 
you could stream the PlayStation 4 version if you wanted to, or download it and get the PlayStation 5 benefits. That's kind of big. That's, that's very big. big. Fallout 76, I think that's very big as well, because Fallout, now Microsoft property, still playing nice. Interesting. Nothing more, nothing less than that, because I'll make Fallout 76 fans upset. Amnesia. The Collection on PlayStation 4, Desperados 3, and then Kyle, this one's for you, buddy, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. Oh, you, you, mean, you mean this beautiful boy that I bought physically? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm oh, mm-hmm. oh, greatest Final Fantasy of all time. Ooh, there's going to be three people that are upset at you. I'll just smile and nod. Kyle, Victor Van Overkill Edition. I think let, let, let me let me read let me read the description. This was I know what one. this is. Yeah, battle demons in an isometric RPG using loot and different weapon types, from revolvers to guitars, to build your preferred combat style and forge your own hero. And if you'd prefer not to go it alone, the game offers four-player online or two-player co-op. There's also whole worlds to explore and fight your way through that are inspired by legendary band Motorhead, with Lemmy and Co. also leading, uh, lending a few of their tracks to the game's soundtrack. That PR person guessed the end of that paragraph. <laughs> All right, yet another Zombie Defense HD. That's coming to PlayStation now, and the games hitting the PlayStation storefront are as follows. This week, Ham Buzz Puzz on PlayStation 4. Probe. Ham what? Ham what? Ham Puzz. Ha- I got to look this up. Ham Puzz? Uh, it doesn't sound great. <laughs> Probe. What is Ham Puzz? It sounds gross. It sounds gross to me. Probe, a game dev experience on PlayStation VR. Ooh, that's cool. Uh, You got Agatha Christie. The first case is on PlayStation 4. Alan Wake Remastered, which we'll get to in just a second on PS5 and PS4. BPM Bullets Per Minute on PlayStation 4. I've heard about that game. Hell Let Loose on PlayStation 5. Jet the Far Shore on PS5. Nickelodeon's All-Star Brawl on PS5, PS4. I'm wondering to see how that did. Now that Sora's in Smash Brothers and God doesn't exist because if God was real, Sora would not be in Smash. The Master Chief or Ratchet and Clank would be. But I digress. God abandoned us years ago. <laughs> Puzzle Bobble 3D Vacation Odyssey on PS5 and PS4. Rainbow Billy, The Curse of the Leviathan on PS4. Super Monkey Ball, Banana Mania on PS5, PS4. Art of Rally on PS5, PS4. This came to Xbox a few months ago. Beautiful little game. That said, Night Squad on PS4, Tangle Tower on PlayStation 4, and on October 7th, Far Cry 6 on PS5 and PS4. Kyle, did you find out what what was the game called? I, are you saying ham, H-A-M? And that one word, H-A-M-P-U-Z-Z. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe this I, mystery is better. I'll, yeah. I'll keep searching because I'm like, wait, ham, ham puzz. Oh, 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 I got it. It's like ham taro looking thing. I only have one little photo. Looks like a puzzle. It looks like oh. a six. I mean, yeah, cheap sense. platinum. You'd love the shit out of it, Kyle. Six dollars <laughs> and fifty cents. Tell us how it is, guys. <laughs> don't really. <laughs> uh. Kyle, with that, 
It's What You've Been Playing, one of our favorite segments before we get into all the questions. How we're going to roll out this one is we've done a in-depth review of Far Cry 6. It's on separately on YouTube, the video version, if you want to see the gameplay. But guess what? I suck at the game. But nonetheless, go check it out uh, if you're interested. We're actually going to put the audio version of that review up right now. And it's a really awesome in-depth review. So let's go for it. Three two, one. I'm very excited to talk about Far Cry 6, but before we get into it, I just want to let the video audience know that what you're seeing on screen is all the early hours of the game, along with the Ubisoft footage that they've shown through all the teasers and stuff. So there is no spoilers here. It is very much a spoiler-free discussion. And with that, Ubisoft has given us a code for the game. So take anything with Isaiah with a grain of salt. With that, Kyle, let's let's get into it. Because Far yeah. Cry 6 has a lot to do after coming off of what was Far Cry 5, which is a very divisive title yeah. in the series. And on on that note, I just want since you you played the game, I have yeah. not yet. Yeah. So I'll be asking some questions as you you talk about it. Absolutely. My biggest issue when Far Cry 5 came out is I didn't dig the 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 what was it? The Joseph Farris? No, Joseph Farris is the game director. What are what are why can't I think of their names? Just call them Priest Joseph. Sure. The the cult leaders. Yeah. Um I didn't dig that story fully. Sure. It was a beautiful world and whatnot, but I didn't nothing about that story wanted me to keep going. Yeah. How does Far Cry Six fix those things with five? Or if they don't, just mm-hmm. is the story worth uh experiencing all of Yara for? Yes. Oh, Absolutely thank God. <laughs> so. Whereas like Father Joseph, a very forgettable character. I can't even remember his name, too. I did not like him as a Seed. villain. Joseph Seed. Joseph there Seed. There you go. Look at that. Angry comments out of here. <laughs> um, Joseph Seed. I did not like him as a villain. Uh, I did not like his cult like sub bosses. I thought they were trying to be way too cartoony, way too animated. And they just lost me there. I didn't like mm-hmm. the story and I didn't like where it ended with Far Cry 6. This is, I think, the best cast that they've have in this series. Like, awesome. let's let's start here. The story is this is a fictional country of Yara. Let's just say it's Cuba, though. That's what they're really going after here. In the middle of a revolution, they're fighting a fascist dictator by the name of Anton Castillo. He is played by Giancarlo Esposito. And Kyle, why did Ubisoft show so much? Of him, like we needed to be convinced that Giancarlo Esposito can act. He is phenomenal in oh, this role. Goodness. He chews up every single scene he's in, and you could legitimately tell he's having a great time. So that's that's another question I had. Where yeah. a lot of Far Cry villains, you see them very early on in the game, and then you hear them talk to you throughout it, but they're pretty much sight unseen is is anton more he's more involved he's more present that's great and the thing that they do the sub bosses some people may not like this i i kind of like it is the sub bosses the generals that you face don't have much of a personality because they're really the fuel to anton they're really there to showcase how crazy anton is and to be honest with you anton and voss 
two two actors playing them in the Breaking Bad universe to the best villains uh, in the Far Cry series, hands down. Because if Voss is like the Far Cry Joker, Anton is Lex Luthor. He is a mastermind. He is ruthless. He is cunning. And he has this power and he's going to do whatever it takes to keep it. And what makes his character so awesome is actually the protagonist, Danny Rojas, which I played the female version. And I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name, but Nisa Gundes, uh, she kills this role. Um, This is for the first time in a Far Cry game that we actually care about the protagonist because she's just so lively. She has so many... I guess layers to her that you really want to see where she goes in this in this story and the cast that surrounds her is also diverse and they're not caricatures of Cuban people. They're very much yes, it's Far Cry. Like this is a like you know, take it as it is. It, this is Fast and the Furious for the most part in terms of story. But they do a really great job at respecting the culture that is the Hispanic culture that they're trying to emulate here in Yara. So everybody does just such a stellar job, Kyle. Uh, yeah, that would, which is very good to hear. Um, when it comes to Danny yeah. as a character, you, most Far Cry uh, characters that you play as, I think of Jason Brody, pretty much faceless. Yeah, and and, and you first person the entire time. I believe what in Far Cry Six. They change it to like cutscenes are now in, in third person, I guess, yep. where you can actually see Danny and interact. Does that help with Absolutely. the story and help getting more in, in, involved and immersed in the, what's going on? Yes, it makes the character way less one dimensional. Um, and you can actually see the emotions that Danny's going through. So, yeah, it it helps 110%. I love the story. It's the reason why I keep going into each level, why I keep exploring each area, is the story keeps driving me there. That um, said. Minor thing. Oh, yeah, go for it. How, how is Best Boy Chorizo? Is he worth it? Is he worth it? Let's, we'll, we'll get we'll into wait. that in a bit. Okay. We'll wait. We'll okay. wait on Baby right. Chorizo. That's for okay. sure. There are technically five areas. I'm not going to call them biomes because they're absolutely not that. This is the temperament or the climate that you would expect a Caribbean nation to be. So it's mostly jungle. But what they have there is like, yeah, you have the thick of the jungles. You have the farmlands, the plains, the mountains, the arid regions, which I actually hone into like kind of in Spain or that of like Texas arid environments. This game is beautiful. The map is huge, sprawling. There's a lot to do here. But the one thing that I really love is how natural everything kind of flows into each area. It does feel like an actual place on the map. And when it comes to the villages and even the cities, it's so colorful. It's kind of like the what we look at when we see cuba the the colorful like houses the colorful doors like all that is there and it's present here and this map is is huge there's so much to do that it literally fills a page of notes so let's that's uh yeah that was my next question like exploring the map seeing everything it's gorgeous mm-hmm. is it fun to explore the map like what are you doing Yes, and they give you reasons to explore it. So this is a Far Cry game, so you're clearing out bases, you're ambushing patrols, 
you're clearing checkpoints, you're doing actual treasure hunts, and then you're doing actual hunt hunts, like hunting animals. Um, you do have the climbing some towers. There is some climbing here. Yeah, okay. Um, but Sounds far cry so far. But the traversal is really cool. So you can actually like zip line to mountain to mountain or take Ooh. a helicopter or like like squirrel suit along the map. Like the way you could traverse is so it's so great. Like you can drop into literally drop in a squirrel suit in a checkpoint and just fly around if you want to, or just oh, spawn nice. on the ground. There's yeah. a lot to do. Um, there is co-op in this game. Sadly, I did not get to partake because I didn't have anybody to play with me. And there's also races. Everything is varied. Uh, there's a lot to do. Even some some side quests. There's a lot in this game. So, so you could get lost in it. So, so far, that does sound like an Ubisoft game, and that does sound like... What pretty much all the other Far Cry's have, yeah, where you're hunting animals for pelts, and I assume those pelts upgrade your pouches and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so, the reason why you want to explore is you get upgrades to guns, or just straight up, you discover new weapons and like unique weapons that have cool designs to them by just exploring the world and clearing bases. So there's always something to do and a reason to do it. Uh, another reason to do those things in past games, I, I think of like three first and foremost, mm -hmm. um, you unlock skill points that yes. help with things. Is there another skill point system here for upgrades? No. So, oh, there's not. Okay. Yeah. So they do upgrades differently here, at least from what I've experienced it. Maybe I've done it completely wrong, but it's all in the weapons that you get to really mod out. So the one cool thing that they took the essence of like, what well, we envision Cuba is we see these fifties cars running around. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're all modded. They're all 50 years old, but they somehow work. You know, they do that with the weapons here as well. And it doesn't feel like you're throwing garbage on your AK 47 and it looks dumb. Now it actually looks makeshift, but it makes it look distinct. How many games are you going to get an ACOG scope on your AK-47 and it looks military and, you know, standardized? This looks mm -hmm. completely custom. And when you get into the modding of each weapon, you actually have, like, fire ammo that just comes stock if you want to mod your weapon with fire ammo or poison ammo or ammo that rips armor off of enemies or does bonus damage to people with helmets or does bonus damage to soft targets without big armor so it gives you a reason to mix and match guns as you're going into battle or really plan out how you want to play and on top of that kyle when it comes to modding your weapons with like suppressors this is really cool and I love that more games are moving away from suppressors make your gun silent forever. You get a couple of shots with each gun and then your gun starts actually popping. The suppressor itself somehow with the magic of video games overheats. So you can't just go guns blazing and be completely SEAL Team 6. You actually have to be smart in how you're working the, the, the map. That being said, you could play this game however you want to play it. So if you want to go guns blazing, you could trick out your weapon to make it fit your play style. Mm -hmm. You can play the way you want. And the thing that they've added, Kyle, is things called Supremos, uh, which okay. are just ultimates in Destiny. Um, I found the one that I works with me and I got from the beginning of the game. It's pretty much a mortar fire that oh, tracks sweet. enemies. Yeah. A lot of fun. 
Uh, it's very much to me like the panic button of like, I'm about to die. Something, something needs to happen here, but you could get like Supremos that like heal you, that puts you in stealth, all that type of stuff. Speaking of stealth, cause yeah. that's a man, you go straight into my questions. It's go for brilliant. it. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite things to do in Far Cry is actually stealthing around and picking people off with like Same. a crossbow or a regular bow and arrow. And the enemy detection has not been the great, greatest in past games is it still a little wonky oh yeah they are real dumb okay they're big dumb dumb idiots but But is there a good bow is there a good silent option yes again silencers and suppressors to me that's the way i've been doing it okay so like i got like a m16 or no m14 silence with an acox yoke and that's how i've been maneuvering the game for the most part i have a beretta that's also silenced and then i have like my panic gun which is like this big giant ak 47 that i use um the other thing that they also do is uh and let me make sure i get the word right here they are called put this one as a ah there you go resolver weapons which are just completely makeshift these are like Here's a minigun that you have to rev up because the engine is literally an engine from a motorcycle. You have the Macarena weapon. You have this uh, like this dumb looking mortar gun that looks like uh, something out of like Roadhog's weapon in in uh, in Overwatch. These revolver resolver weapons are really fun. My favorite one is there's actually like a shotgun revolver with a shield. So I could just go into like a building and just take bullets with the shield and just pop people Ooh, with the pistol. I like it feels that. yeah, combat in this game is Are is those stellar. like those unique weapons when you're going around the map you'll find them and then they become yours? No, you're actually crafting these weapons oh, as well. Okay. Everything revolves around the workbench. It's great. Thank you for picking that up. Everything revolves around the workbench and speaking of workbench there's also base building which if you blink it's there real quick before we go to base building since we're talking about the guns go for it please uh you played it on ps5 Mm -hmm. i have to ask oh i know you're gonna ask adaptive triggers how's it feel this is the best haptics in in a triple a third uh party game Sweet. Uh, most weapons feel different in terms of like subcategories. Um, the haptics are fantastic. The adaptive triggers are fantastic in this game. That's literally what I was doing before we were recording, making sure that every gun felt different. For the most part, a lot of them do. It's very awesome. varied in the haptics. So That's yeah, fantastic. It's great. All right. So what about the space building? Okay. It's there. It exists. Okay. <laughs> Please stop putting this in your game. Ubisoft. Is it better than Fallout 4? Yes, because okay. each pretty much you have three main bases and you can only put two things in each base. Mm-hmm. So you're not constantly overwhelmed and you're not really worried about the upkeep. There are some missions where it's like send banditos to do missions for you to get currency. I hate that too. Please Ubisoft, get rid of that. I, d- I don't like it. I don't like this time management thing. Please, no. There's also um, mini games, dominoes, which I'll rock at and cockfighting which is a take on pokemon <laughs> if you're into that me um not a big fan of cockfighting so i never i never delved into it that's uh, fair in real life and just in video games y'all know how i feel about animals well, damn it i hope in real life you haven't delved into cockfighting <laughs> time to time you're curious uh i do want to mention cars and vehicles so yeah. like the makeshift nature of the weapons also goes into the cars 
and the ATVs, the helicopters, the little like hovercraft uh, jet skis, all of which feel great, but it's okay. Far Cry. So it's like you're most Ubisoft games. If I'm not like, if I'm off brand here, please come at me. Go at, but go for it. driving isn't great in Ubisoft games. From no. The first Watch Dogs game to all the Far Cry games, the, the vehicles feel floaty and they don't feel great. Like, is it the same thing? They feel like legit. You're 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 playing the intro of Naked Gun. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> what it really feels like when you're driving a car. Yeah. And it remains yeah, yeah. true. These things handle ungodly well for being like 70 year old, year old vehicles. But sure, yeah. they are there if you're interested in them. It's never been a thing for me in Far Cry. Yeah. Okay. Last but not least, Lee, let's talk about Amigos, the last major thing that you touched on. Little baby chorizo. Yeah. Man, I feel like they missed something here. Cause um because the AI's so dumb, I don't need my Amigos. My little oh, okay. my little pets that I could send to attack people. You get uh an alligator at first, and then I got chorizo, which shoots rockets at people. And oh, he's nice. adorable and everything. And you could pet him and tell him he's a good boy, a little That's baby great. boy, a little uh-huh. peanut. But other than that, you can't there's no use. Also, and this is gonna sound inhumane and harsh, but little chorizo has a little wheelchair and it's cute as all hell, but it adds a rickety noise that squeaks. In my ear, mm. and I find it irritating. It's a little pet peeve, but just throwing okay. it out there. All right. Last but not least, I do want to talk about sounds and the music. Every weapon sounds amazing. The cars sound great. Again, the voice actors sound terrific. The music feels and sounds authentic to the area. I can't reiterate this enough. I love the salsa music. That they have, and then they have more contemporary stuff that I don't like. But like hearing like things that are reminiscent to like the Gypsy Kings on the radio brings me back to like my house every Sunday. So I I really do like what Ubisoft went here, and they really approached everything with care. Did they get it right a hundred percent of the time? No, but I'll end with this, Kyle. This game is the best Far Cry game I've played, period. And I think it does have to do with an area that I I, I, I know. And again, they may not handle every character correctly or, or PC, but you can see that there's a legitimate effort in, uh, and I award them for that. So that's Ed Kyle. We don't awesome. usually rate things on this show. No, we just say before, we recommend well, or highly before we recommend. rate things. Yeah, before we started, you're like Kyle. Yes, make sure I talk about a specific gun, and before we rate it, oh, I need you to talk about the naked gun. <laughs> what no, no, is no, this no. all about? No, 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 naked gun's the movie. That that was the oh, car. That was, I thought you were talking about there was a gun that was called the Naked Gun. And I was no, like, oh, but man, you need okay. culture, my friend. You need to watch the Leslie Nielsen movies. I love Naked Gun. What are you talking right, about? Good, good. The Macarena gun. There's a little attention to detail here. When yeah. you hold it down, the music does play. <laughs> like, all the way. And if you shoot it, it'll just, it'll begin where it left off with the next disc. I, I wonder, like I don't know if you tried this with that gun. Ah. But, like, if you stealth and hold it down, will the music attract the enemies? No. It, it, oh, it's, okay. So you won't hear it when you're when you're hip fire, but you will hear it when you zoom and aim down sights. Ah, okay. So it actually does a really terrific thing with that 3D audio 
of actually you you'll hear it and it's close up. It's nice. Makes okay. me feel nice. Right. Now, Kyle, again, we usually don't rate stuff on this sure. show, mm-hmm. but I thought while recording this, this is a PlayStation show. So do I recommend it? Yes. Is it a bronze, silver, gold, or platinum game? I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it with a gold. Nice. I said this is worth your money at launch. Go ahead, get it. It's great. I really enjoyed my time. What with keeps it. it from the platinum? You know what? Great question. There's something with Ubisoft games that I love, but I never go, oh yeah, that's my game of the year. Like I'm playing sure. this, I'm like, I'm loving this, but I don't know if I'm if this is above death loop for me. I, I think there's there's I think maybe a coat of polish that isn't there that breaks me out of it. But yeah, this is a really great time and I do advise everybody to go out there and purchase it. It's great. Amazing. Especially if you're on PS5. It's fantastic. I'm so excited. I got my gold edition fully pre-ordered and ready. Man, I'm That's- excited that it hits and you loved it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just fingers across that I also enjoy the game in addition that they hit the DLC with the villains just as yes. well as to do the main game. Cause that I think could be something pretty special. Absolutely. Absolutely. With that said, that's been the trophy room reviews. Far cry six. Wow. Kyle, that was far cry six. Isn't that something? That was, man. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we recorded that last night. Whoa. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. Now I want to know about Alan Wake. Yeah, before before I get into Alan Wake, I want to talk about a couple other things oh, really please. quickly. Okay, 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 um, okay, okay. I did get a code for Jet the Far Shore. Um, okay. How is that? I'm hearing really mixed things, Kyle. I was so bummed while I was playing it. And that code was provided uh, by Pop Agenda um, over at 6-1. That's how I got the code. Um, mm-hmm. It has a lot of things going for it. Yeah. I dig the art style. I think the music and the soundtrack is gorgeous. Mm. It's really, really good. The issue I have with it, though, is it's not like a game with that has a made-up language and you just read okay. the words. They're actually speaking to you in a gibberish language. Like Simlish? A little bit. What is this game even of? Because I just see you flying around with this little... So that's the thing. You are, you are, uh, you're looking for a new planet to bring civilization to okay um so the very first uh level is you're saying goodbye to your family Mm. and you you journey along you learn the mechanics and you are shot into space um the atmosphere and everything is really cool it's just the moment-to-moment gameplay is just not there for me and it's very frustrating Mm. um which is a bummer uh did not get back to it since that opening hour or two, just because it just. Oh, really? It, it, I couldn't just play it just because of the music. I couldn't right. just like, and the, the cool thing that it does do with it as well as every new section, it says how long it will take to complete it. Mm. So like in case you're wondering if you're the person out there that plays games and has like a time crunch or whatever, it will straight up just tell you like this next thing is going to take you two hours. Okay. So, so that is kind of cool. And I do appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just not my jam. I want well, some people out there are going to absolutely love that game. Mm. Um, but yeah, just wasn't, for it me. sounds like an interstellar. Yeah. It's like no man's sky versus across interstellar okay. in a way. Fair enough. Um, the other game I want to really quickly talk about is a game called unmetal. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, 
love this reveal during the E3, one of the indie game showcases. It is a satirical love letter to the Metal Gear series. And it plays and looks like the old school NES version of these games. And the game is so Mm self-aware and it's so funny. It's just, it's a blast playing it. So like, for example, uh, I put it on Twitter, one of the clips. Um, I was going to this boss and this whole story is told as you are being interrogated by your colonel or Mm -hmm. your higher in... um, rank of person above you and as you're telling the story is what happens on screen mm-hmm. so he's asked me oh so what happened to to this guy and you your character says oh, he was he was on the other side of the courtyard and there was a ditch and then on the screen a ditch forms and the ditch had flaming spears and spear or bloody spears it had tentacles a bloody bloody bones and they just start popping up out of the ground and then the colonel goes Really? He goes, no, never mind. I won't put that in the report. And then they disappear from the screen. <laughs> so it's very, it's very much like breaking the fourth wall. There's another moment where you're trying to sneak by a guard. And mm. as you're sneaking up, a cat runs out of a garbage can. Mm. And the guard goes, oh, what's that? Oh, just stupid cat. And then as you're walking, the garbage can rattles and goes, what's that? And you can choose what to say. And, and I chose, I'm a cat. And so you go, Meow <laughs> in a human voice. <laughs> and the guard goes, wait a second. <laughs> it comes to like a so it's it's very, very funny. And in the moment, another yeah. really cool quick one is um it's like old school NES games where there's like fire coming out of the ground mm-hmm. and you have to wait for it to go down to pass through it safely or whatever. I make it all the way to the other side, and as I make it to the other side, it breaks to the interrogation room and he goes why didn't you use that thermal suit that would protect you from all the fire that you just picked up in the game? And the, the you as the character goes, Oh man, whoever's played is real dumb. <laughs> I wish I would have known that. And so I'm like, Oh, duh. And then yeah. like, it's very Deadpool esque where it's breaking okay. the fourth wall and stuff. Some of the humor is a little hit or miss. Not great. Like there's yeah. a lot of jokes and comments about the doctor in the game about how hot she is. Okay. Which is is whatever, but it it does fit the tone of what they were going for, right. but it's still a little icky. Um yeah. game is great. If you love the old school Metal Gear games, you love Metal Gear at all, please go buy this game and play it. It is right. 100% well worth your time. All right. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah. N- now Kyle. The big guns. Let's get Let's get to Alan Wake. All right, you tease me too much. Sorry. Um, another provided game by, uh, Remedy. by Remedy. Yeah. Thank you, Remedy. Thank you. It means the world to me. It's um, cool that I didn't get one. <laughs> you got Far Cry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alan Wake is a, is a series that I did not experience because it was back on Xbox. Yeah. I, played, I played the original Alan Wake on stream briefly last year. Um, and had a good time with it, but it was very clearly showed its age. Mm-hmm. Um, the remaster is terrific. Yeah? It's really good. Because to um, new audience members, you fell in love with Remedy with Control. With Control, yes. Yeah. Uh, fell in love hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite games of all time, Control is. Um, so, yeah, this remaster is excellent. While it still does feel like a 360 game at times, mm-hmm. um, the sound is incredible. Nice. Uh, I don't wear headphones because I'm a big baby. Mm. And a lot of the enemies who I believe are called the Taken. 
mm-hmm. uh, which are like the shadowy enemies that you see in all the promotional materials and whatnot. Um, they will pop up from anywhere and come after you. And a lot of the times they'll slow down and show you where they're coming from. Mm. Um, a lot of times they don't. You just turn around and there's two rushing at you with an axe. And so it's how do you fight spooky. them? Because like control was all about like levitating, using these cool powers. And all I do see is like Alan Wake with a flashlight yeah, running do you, around. Do you not know how it works? No, not even a little uh, bit. So, um, so I guess for the basis of the story, Alan Wake, you're a writer. Yeah. You wake up in this town, bright, or you wait. You're going to Bright Falls with your wife mm-hmm. um, as like a getaway or vacation, or at least that's what Alan thought it was. And you're having these nightmares. And mm. at one point, your wife gets taken or missing or goes missing. And you wake up in a car crash. And as you're going, you are reliving the events of the books that you have written. Ooh. Um, and, or like we're about to write, like just thoughts in your head. And you're finding manuscripts of what's happening in the story as you're going through and talking about what's about to happen. And this, this, this thing which i don't know what it is yet uh maybe it's just the narrator of the story is telling you how things work and the the taken the shadowy figures don't like the light okay so you go into the light to heal yourself Mm -hmm. as well as using your flashlight to shine on the enemies to break the darkness okay and once you break the darkness there's a little circle that closes as you concentrate on it um, once it's broken, then you can shoot it with guns and take them out. Yeah, I like but guns. They, they won't they won't be allowed to be touched until the shadow is gone, like the darkness is gone. So okay. you have to be aware of uh, your batteries because mm-hmm. you do have to replace the batteries in the flashlight. Um, reloading is fairly easy. It's just a button you can rapidly tap the bus the button to reload faster. Um, I played through the first episode and a little bit of the second episode, and it acts like a TV show. Okay. So there's episodes, uh, very similar to what I imagine Quantum Break was. Yes. Um, Sadly. The only thing is, and I learned this from the last game, Alan Wake is a pretty terrible dude. Yeah? He's not I he's not a good person. (laughs) Okay, and leave it there. Leave it there. He's not great. It's just yeah, it I I'm like, oh, Alan, you're not a nice guy. <laughs> you're not a nice guy. So I'm hope- yeah. hopefully he gets better as time goes on. But yeah. I'm not loving him as a character just yet. Okay. Do you see how it? Do you see how he, like this is connected to Control? Just yes or no? One hundred percent. All right, I'm in. I, I can't can wait. see where they got the Control world from for yeah. sure. Okay, I'm I'm in. Question here. Perfect time for it to release too. Spooky time in October. Yeah. It is 100, 100% should be on your radar and play, especially how, for new PlayStation fans who've never played it. Like, how's yes, the haptics? Um, yeah. Okay. I heard it. Like, I heard people like, it's great. This is- Maybe I just didn't notice it, but okay. it's um, holding on the flashlight all the way to boost it. There is some tension there. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's not. Not crazy from what I've experienced. I could have just turned it off and maybe I was too scared to notice, but thirty dollars, Kyle. Is that is that it? Thirty bucks? Thirty doll hairs. Well worth your time. All right. Uh, Trophy trophy list is a bit of a bummer. Hard. You you have to beat it on the hardest difficulty. Please stop doing this. 
please, please. stop. It looks this. from what I, my what my research told me, they just copied the achievements from 360. Okay, and just put them on. All right. So if you did it on 360 before, you can do it again on PlayStation if you want. All right, there you go. And you know what? That's definitely something I'm going to be checking out closer to to Halloween. So I'm oh, I'm very excited because yeah, I love that control universe and anything that gets me. I can't in that wait door. until you play it and then you tell me just how unsettling the headphone wearing headphones are. Oh God! Because if you didn't like Hellblade. Yeah, I, oh, there's God, there's really? a lot of just whooshing sounds and yeah. and voices. Like, oh, I'm excited to hear your thoughts. Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! Well, that's what you've been playing. Because to thank me, thank you, just... Remedy. Thank you thank so much. You. Appreciate thank you, Ubisoft. Yeah. yeah, kind, kind souls. Uh, I'm just I'm now on the on the platinum track for uh, Far Cry. Far Cry. So hopefully, by the time you get it, we have that co-op session. The platinum has been acquired. Sweet. Mm-hmm. 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 Now mm-hmm. it's time for the Sony Pony Express. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! I, I had to take a sip, and I had to mute my mic, and I forgot. Yeehaw! <laughs> We're going to close the show out with two questions. One comes from Hide Indoors. She writes, Joe, you said you were playing the female protagonist in your playthrough of Far Cry 6. I usually play as a lady if I choose or if I can choose, how do you guys pick your characters in games, be it pre-rendered choices or when you can build the appearance from scratch? I usually choose the pre-rendered because when you give me a, you know, a character editor, I usually just, and it's not because like, oh, this would be a funny gag. They usually look like something crawled out of a, you know, toxic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Toxic pit. Yeah. You should you should share your Bloodborne character. <laughs> oh, and here's a beautiful That's thing a about the Bloodborne. One, yeah, yeah, the Bloodborne one. I like. I'll be like, All right, and it's the same thing. Just like sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the one character that I'll give big props to was my Mass Effect Shepard. She looks freaking terrific. She looks awesome. I yeah. don't know how I was able to do it, but Mass Effect 2's version of her, they messed up her hair, and I don't like it. Mm. Don't like it. Yeah. I usually go with the creative character from mm-hmm. scratch. I, I enjoy doing that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also depends. Like I have restarted games where when I in, in the game, I look at the model and go, I don't like the way it looks anymore. And I'll just restart the entire game and make a new character from scratch or mm-hmm. just go for with what they give me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also tend to go with the female protagonist Same. almost every single time. I'm tired yeah. of having a dude bro yell in my ear when I'm doing things. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. I'm a dude all the time. Let me yeah. be a pretty lady. Exactly. Yeah. And also, usually to me, I, I, I think I've talked about this in the past as well. Armor sets on females look better to me. Like, because like World of Warcraft, classic example, the pauldrons, the shoulder pads, too huge on dudes. So that's why I always usually pick the female. Uh, protagonist, and yep. when it comes to Far Cry Six, she ain't hard to look at. <laughs> Danny Rojas is my wife, and she could crush my windpipe, and I thank her. I'd thank you so much. All right, <clears throat> there's enough of that. Captain Logan, the last question, Far Cry related as well. I've already, I already touched in my question about specific ammo types, but I'd love to hear how accessible the game is as a disability awareness month, and if there were any accessibility features you used. I always use subtitles. And everything. Same. 
mm-hmm. um, because my hearing, like I'll miss a word here or there, and I'm like, ugh, it annoys me. So I usually use subtitles. Um, I didn't get into the the accessibility options too too much, but from what I'm aware of, there are it is there, and you could play around with it a bit. But I would go to Can I Play That? I think there are podcasts that d- dives specifically into uh, that that stuff, which is awesome. Awesome. Yeah, can I play that dot com as well? Bam. With that, Kyle, that has been the trophy room this week. What a what a what an episode! Congrats to us. We did great. Yeah. We crushed it. Uh, on that note, real quick, uh-huh. as I search up can I play that dot com. Sure. Um, the PlayStation PlayStation Store just launched an accessibility collection. So mm. on the store, there will be a, a collection of games that have great accessibility options. Oh, nice. So that's really, really, really cool. That is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, there. There you have it. Awesome. Kyle, is there anything you'd like to spotlight before we head on out of here? Yeah. Uh, beforehand, I j- I've been feeling bad this whole episode of my little mini rant at the beginning. <laughs> I I appreciate everyone who who spends their money and gives from us New money Jersey. or whatever. Sure. New Jersey's all right. Oh, okay. That's what I really thought you were aiming at. <laughs> no, it's just like, I, I just got fed up. I did not mean that for the hardworking people that spend their money on us and people that they love to support. Oh no, I didn't, I didn't I get that one. I know, but you know me in my oh, own yeah. head, I got to say it. Um, so I love you very much. Um, in other words, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. KSF and on Twitter, that's on Twitter, PSN, Xbox. Um, and you can find all the indie game coverage over at 61indie.com. That's S-I-X-O-N-E-I-N-D-I-E, as well as Twitch, YouTube, and all that jazz. Exciting things coming over on that end, so woo, woo. keep a lookout. Woo, woo. And you can find me over at Mr. Badbit on Twitter. You can find the show at PS Trophy Room. Something that I forgot to mention in the beginning of the show because we're arguing why New Jersey is better than New York, <laughs> a.k.a. we don't have to pump our own gas. We have people do oh, it for us. Lazy. We're regal. Oh, don't do this. Don't lazy. This is how the divorce happens. This is when mommy and daddy start fighting. You want a divorce over gas station? Yes. Morality? Yes. It's it's important to me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We are four reviews away from 200 on the U.S. Apple charts. Whoa, that's crazy. Think about that. So please, if you haven't already, shoot us a five-star review. No more, no less over at Apple Podcasts. It really does help us out. We were the number one gaming podcast in the UK. We were number 20 in uh, in the US for leisure. We oh, were number, man. I think, 11 for video Ooh. game podcasts in the world. That, that's, a, that's a group win. Everyone listening, Ooh, that is you. also your win. Mm-hmm. So celebrate with us. That's huge. Yes. Oh it's, oh, dude, it's is mind-blowing so thank you all so much newcomers long-time listeners um y'all are absolutely incredible and as i say this we're number 12 on uh the great britain video game chart right now so look at us kyle look at us would you believe that hey hey, look at who'd have thought not me (laughs) (laughs) and also if i were to be so bold as to ask you one more favor we are throwing our hats in for the, uh, what is it? The future class for the, for game, the awards. game awards. I'm going to have that on Twitter. And they asked for like a photo of the winner. I'm going to also throw a image 
on Twitter as well. Uh, but you could also just use my icon or Kyle's icon on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're super pumped. Hopefully that happens. And again, it's only possible yeah. with your help. So mean the world to have the PlayStation, the trophy room of PlayStation podcast be on the future class. Uh, mm-hmm. That would just, oh my God, that would just be unreal. That'd be pretty dang awesome. Pretty dang awesome. So with all that said, and with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your wits about you. Keep hunting. And keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. It's been 7,979 days since Legend of Dragoon. I forgot to get that in there earlier. <laughs> Cut. Uh, we can't. I know. You, you got to go. It's fine.